people and welcome to the Broski Cast. The brother from another mother wrestling podcast is back, and this week we are talking about Survivor Series. Joined with me, as always, is the Bret Hart to my own heart, the pride of Hannah, Oklahoma, the one, the only, Jason Saltzman. Jay, how are we doing tonight? Just out here in the sticks, looking up at the beautiful moon. Got a few clouds, but enjoying this night. Uh, enjoyed a nice episode of Dynamite there, and uh, fired up to talk about the Thanksgiving tradition, um, or what has been the Thanksgiving tradition, uh, Survivor Series. You know, I think about Survivor Series, um, I think about Vince screaming down the card, uh, the four boxes with each wrestler's headshot, uh, pitting the teams against one another. Um, that was my day. Uh, you know, you had the dream in polka dots, uh, but he always had great teams, Um the the Road Warriors, uh, Hawk and Animal, which was Legion of Doom then, always had uh, great teams they were part of. They ended up on a team with the Warrior and Texas Tornado. So very cool team there. So it's really a pay-per-view that's had a really cool uh, place in my wrestling fandom. So I'm fired up about the bro- uh, Broski cast tonight. How are you doing, bro? I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm also uh... – really fired up i watched the same episode of dynamize you uh we'll get into that on, on another episode um but um no i'm uh, you know it, it, you talk about from your day you know going down the, the card and it, you know a, a lot of the matches you know back when you were a kid and early on it was the traditional survivor survivor series survivor series survivor season that's those cards and then it would eventually you know progress and you know, it's still cool, but it just we don't have as many Survivor Series matches as we used to on the card. And you know, a part of that's okay, but a part, of that, well, I kind of wish we would have more of those. But you know, um, but that's why we got an episode to talk about this. But um, no, I think uh, this is uh, you came up with this uh, episode idea uh, a little over a week ago, and uh, I think it's I think it's a great topic. Yeah, and I'm right there with you on that. Like, a part of me is like, you know, I, I wish they never would have gave up on the team part of it uh, and the team aspect um, because that was cool. And now you can do it with the different brands, and and they have to a extent. Uh, to an extent, there's been Survivor Series with traditional teams of, uh, you know, this guy's team versus this guy's team, and uh, Mr. McMahon's team, and Triple H's team, or or it's uh, NXT versus you know this guy, or it's a uh, uh, you know, the Nexus versus John Cena's team, you know, yeah. they, they still sort of kept it, but you're right. Uh, there's a part of it that was lost and that's just times change and uh, you roll with it. But yeah, you always look back and go, man, the team aspect of it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, definitely cool. Definitely cool. Um, what, what we're basically going to be doing tonight is uh, I'm going to give an overview. I love you as you know. I hope to God you have an idea, but I'm gonna give you an overview of what the the, the pay per view is, and then you, Jay, are just gonna we're kind of just gonna run down some of our favorite memories, and then uh, I won't give it away, but we've got a pretty you know pretty hot button topic at the end. that's gonna be our main event. And we'll uh, we'll just let you know when we get to that, but um, but uh, let's. Let's uh, let's start her off, I guess. Uh, uh, first Survivor Series was on uh, November 26, 1987 at the Richfield Coliseum, uh, Richfield Township, Ohio. 
It's a suburb of that little shithole city, Cleveland. I'm only k- kidding if there's anybody out there that actually does like Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. Yeah. According to Jason, it rocks. Um, go Steelers tomorrow night, Thursday night football. Just go six. Uh, anyway, that's that's for a different podcast. Six, making uh, a comeback. You're in trouble. All the yeah. shit you talked about, six, is about to come back on you. Oh, okay. 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 All right. God. You, don't get me. You're not going to get me upset. You're not going to get me upset. Easy there. Right, sorry. Anyway. Uh, easy. Yeah. That's a different. Yeah. Dang, I just had my Bobby Heenan WrestleMania moment with Gorilla. Yeah. There you remember go. when, yeah, remember when Flair lost the title at WrestleMania 8 and he freaking <laughs> lost it in the next <laughs> match? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay, I'm getting uh, off topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah the first one, good. go ahead. No, that was good. Um, the event drew 21,300 people. Um, this is back when they didn't have a stage. You know, they just had the little curtain and they packed as many freaking people in there as they could. A part of me wishes they would still do that, but I do like the stages, but that's just, that, that's just my soapbox. Yeah. Um, it brought to light the traditional, like you said, four on four, or in this case, I've seen a lot of these matches on here. It was the traditional five on five um, that we see today. Uh, the main event that night was uh, the team of Andre the Giant, Butchery, King Conti, One Man Gang, and Rick Rude with Bobby the Brain Heenan and Slick in their corner, defeating Bam Bam Bigelow, Don Morocco, Hulk Hogan, Kim Patera, Paul Orndorff. What the hell is up with that? That's This is 80s WWF, and the, and the fucking hills are going over in the, in the main event. Yeah, I know. What is happening? Every kid laughed and cried that night. Like, what is going on? Like, Ken Patera, I'm thinking more like Ken Patera and damn, uh, the rest of the guys you run down. I believe you said that, uh, Mr. Wonderful in there as well, right? No, no, Butch Reed, yeah. Hacksaw. No. <laughs> Hacksaw. Yeah. I'm like, the real Hacksaw? No. Um, no, man, that's crazy. And that's just like, like you said, that's so off script for that time. But that's so like yeah. on time with all those superstars you just named. What a great team, dude. And that's when Andre can, like, sort of semi still go a little bit. Yeah, he was coming off WrestleMania 3. No, he was on the decline somewhat. But he was still in the main picture. Yeah. And, uh, but no, it's just looking on that little, because I I wanted to do that. You know, I I don't think I've ever watched the first Survivor Series, but I want to do a little research on it. I was like, holy crap, the... The Hills won the main event. That's yeah. just uh, – nowadays, it's it's nothing for the Hills to win the main event. But in 1987, the golden age of wrestling, that's just – that's just kind of – that kind of blows my mind a little bit. Um, you said – you mentioned Hacksaw. Uh, I got a funny little story. Uh, not that Hacksaw, but Hacksaw Jim Duggan. But anyway, I was watching some uh, OSW review, and I can't remember which one it was, but they were like, they're like, yeah, they uh, such and such pan to the back, and Hacksaw tried to get a chant going, and it just didn't work. And he's just back there. He's like, "Way to go, team! Way to go, team!" And no one's joining in on it. I don't know why. Oh. It's really funny. God, yeah. you're such a nogger. Yeah, I'm such. You're a always, yeah, you're always, you're always throwing your shameless plug for the boys over in Ireland. Oh, there. That's you know, apart from our podcast, it's probably the best one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hysterical. But ours, no, ours is great. And and you know ours what, man? You know what's crazy too is this: if you go, you go through those first few Survivor series, and like I said, man, you had 
you had at that time, uh, you know, you, you go through the next few Survivor Series and you get to like Dusty's feuding with the Million Dollar Man and it, it's the Dream Team versus the Million Dollar Team. Um, and, and like Dusty's in the polka dots. And like at that time, like that team was like, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but it's like Dusty, the Heart Foundation, when they were great, they had like just become faces and, and had the straps. So like they were, that was such a great team at that time. And then you had the million dollar team. Yeah. Uh, and that's when famously the first time ever we see uh, old Big Red come down the, uh, come down the aisle with brother love. Oh, God. I love oh. you. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. How could you forget that I was the one that took Undertaker to the ring his first time? Sorry. That was a terrible brother love. I mean, it would have been better than what was I was. Okay? Was it okay, though? At least a little bit. I. I I like to, I Sorry, kind of when I get nervous, my face turns red. All right, sorry, I'm done. Good, but yeah, 1990, the debut yep. of the Undertaker. Taker, uh, and you know he was before then he was in WCW, and I believe he had had a stint yep. in World Class. Mean Mark Callis. Like, uh, Mark, mean Mark Callis. Yeah, they didn't. They just didn't see what I guess Vince saw in him. Right. And, you know, like, uh, I, I know we bitch a lot nowadays about Vince and, you know, his eye on the creative, but he, uh, he back in the day, he knew what he yeah. was doing. Let's just say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had the debut. Well, he, knew how to, he knew and how then, to see characters. Like, WCW yeah. was trying to make you mean Mark. Oh, this big Texas bastard that's got red hair and he'll kick your ass. Oh, oh. and Vince was like. No, nah, man. Let's that son of a bitch. Let's paint the under his eyes purple and, and make people, you know, believe that, that he's a dead man walking and he's the Undertaker and he's got the old Western Undertaker motif with the the you know the gray stirrups and and the the uh, you know the triangle cut sleeves and the hat and the and the tie and all of that, man. And it was like, dude. And here's a little bit of tidbit of information that I don't you know know if a lot of people that listen to us know, but um, he was actually supposed to be Kane, the undertaker. Did you know that that was the story? See, I had, I had heard on a podcast. That's how they got I, Kane for the brother. Yeah. Was Originally he was supposed to be Kane, the undertaker. And I think even at yeah. a few house shows, he was announced as Kane, the undertaker. And they pulled the, uh, you know, uh, Sean Parker on the social network and we're like, drop the, the, you know, just call him undertaker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so like, you know, yeah. Sean Parker changed Facebook and I can't remember who it was that, that I think it was Bruce Pritchard that said, you know, who said to drop Kane, the undertaker just calling the undertaker. But yeah, Vince just, Vince Thank just you. knew how to make these, these cartoon characters. And, and like Vince says, and beyond the mat, we make movies, you know, we're, we're in the entertainment business and, you know, he was the guy that, you know, WCW had real guys. Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, the good old boys, Barry Windham, Hell, he wore his cowboy boots to the ring and kick your ass. You know, they had, they, they sold realism. And Vince sold ho- Hollywood, uh, you know, the he- the American hero and the, you know, the Saudi sympathizer, and then, you know, and then the big giants and shit like that. That's how we fucking end up with Mantar for crying out loud. No. 
But no, yeah. th- but that's you're yeah. exactly right though. He was able to see things that other people had. They weren't just getting it to its fullest potential. See what I'm saying? Yeah. No. No, and I, I Roll Tide, take a drink. Get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I can get what you're saying. Um, no, and then you you had that, but you know. And, you know, a lot of people think this next thing I'm going to talk about is really silly and goofy. And looking back on it, it can be, but I. That same. I'm pretty sure that same show. About Thomas had, Sterling. Uh, Sorry, I lost you there. You had. Okay, no, okay. you're good. You're good. Uh, the same time you had uh, uh, Mean Gene and uh, the, the Gobbledygooker uh. doing their thing in the ring. And, you know, looking back on it, it's kind of a silly thing, but, like, you can also have... Oh, yeah. I like, mean, hell, it was fun. Gene yeah. was probably drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it another tidbit of information. just want to throw this out there. I believe that the gobbledygooker was none other than Chavo Sr., was it Hector? Was it Hector? Was it Hector? I think Man, it was Hector. Shit. Okay, it was Hector. Let it be Hector then. No, because okay, if it was, it was classic, Hector. I would have been like, Chavez. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would have knew it. I would have knew it was classic. It wasn't classic. It was Hector. Yeah. It was Hector, who is, you know, brothers with hey, Chavez. You know, and, 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 you know, take go back to the damn network. Watch the tape. The damn Gooker could work. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Guerrero. Uh, what are you doing? Flip off the top rope? Shit. That, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, they're they're Guerrero. They know what they're, they doing. Know they're doing. They know what they're Football. doing in that squared circle, bro. Yeah, they had a wrestling ring in their backyard, so you know. They, they Could you imagine that. how cool that would be? <laughs> or how many awesome. bro- bones you would break? Well, both. Yeah. Me- me and, one, one time, me and Mike had a uh, me and Mike uh, it iced over the trampoline, and uh, and we had an ice match uh, for my foam intercontinental replica belt. Yeah, it was awesome. Nice. I was a heel though. I would always crack him over the head with the belt to get the three. And and and, and here's the thing, man. And, and and not a lot of people out there know because we have we we don't really talk about him. But Mike's our older brother. And Mike, uh, here's the thing that's awesome. Mike always, when I cracked him with the belt, you know, he wasn't, he he was, he was smartened to the business. He always took the three K. He didn't have to win. He didn't have to win the belt. He always did what was right for business, which was when I cracked him in the head and did the heel move to get heat on me, he went down and he took the three count and he didn't have to win. So shout out. Shout out, older bro, big mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, we don't we don't talk about him a lot, um, mainly because you know he's he's not a he's not a wrestling mark in the sense that we are. But no, uh, I don't think he, but, he isn't. He isn't. But he knows the business. But he but he knows what he's doing. He, he knows. Yeah, yeah, obviously, and he knew, he knew what he was doing in backyard. You know, on the trampoline too. Oh, easily, easily. He could put yeah. a figure four on you right now, easily, no yeah. doubt about it. Just slap it on. Yep. Yeah. No, but we love we love him regardless. We do of love him or not. Uh, uh, but yeah, 
That's uh, I, I, hey, I've never heard that story, brother. I got to tell you, there, there's a million of those. I got to tell you, man. There's a lot of matches, and like I said, he always did the right thing. You know, I put him over sometimes. Sometimes, but usually, but usually I went over because I was the heel. Yeah, yeah. You had to do the whole, uh, you know, flare, get the shit beat out of you for. Well, you know, you know I can talk. You know I can talk, right? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I, so I always cut promos like crazy. You could imagine twelve-year-old wrestling fan Jason Salzman cutting promos. Mm-hmm. And I w- and I would cut promos and shit, and the company was they knew that they had to have me with the belt and be the heel, and that I would get everybody in the towns to come hate me, and that would put asses in the seats. Because in those days, in that mid south territory, it was asses in the seats. That's what got oh, you paid. Well, that and you had all the girls lined up around the corner, probably too. Oh so. my god, dude! I, dude, I would tie the bandanas around my legs. Yeah, rock and roll forever, <laughs> baby. Yes. No, dude, it was it was good times. It sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, tell me about your. Uh, tell me about your first memory of uh, Survivor Series. You, Survivor you know, Series. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think probably I want to say that <clears throat> it was maybe going to the video store. And getting a newer wrestling, like around 91 or 90, mm-hmm. and seeing some of the old Survivor Series and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And so I would hit those up. And so, like, I think, like, I think, like, uh, my first memory was that Undertaker Survivor Series. 91. Okay. 91, okay. right? Yep. Uh, wait, uh, no. 90. 91 is when he won the title from Hogan. Oh, the Gravest Challenge. The Gravest Challenge. Flair comes, what's he doing here? Gorilla's like, what's he doing here? Yeah. And Bobby's, you know, Bobby's wooing, and he's the real world's champion. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Tear in my eye, dude, those days. Those days, man. Yeah. Flair comes out in the, in the black and white robe with the, uh, the um, uh, silver sequins, uh, classic Flair robe. I believe Conrad Thompson has it now. But yeah. – Puts the chair in. Hogan takes the damn tombstone on the chair, shaking. Kids are crying. I mean, it was fan-damn-tastic. And I'll tell you what, that is my first – I'm glad you mentioned that, brother, because that is my first memory, that one. Because okay. it was it was on loop. I had it recorded. My na- my nanny Marge went and got it for me for uh, – uh, she rented it for me. Uh-huh. And, she, and she dubbed it onto a videotape, so I had it. That's awesome. But, and if you're out there, feds, I'm sorry. And Nanny Marge, please don't, please don't get on to her. She, she dubbed a lot of videotapes back in the day, folks. But uh, she's not the only one. So yeah, that's right, man. So I had, I had the freaking gravest challenge on VHS, dude. I owned it. So I just wore it out, and um, there was a great opening Survivor Series match on that card. And it was Roddy Piper's team, and it was Piper, Intercontinental, newly crowned, coming off his match with Perfect, Intercontinental Champion Bret Hart, Virgil coming off of his win over Ted DiBiase uh, at SummerSlam, and then you had um, the last member of that team was uh, the up-and-coming single star British Bulldog. So incredible team right there, four four damn top guys right there. Well, except for Virgil. I mean, but at the time, Virgil was hot. Virgil would hey, never man. be as hot as he was right there. Hey, you, 
He was on AEW last week, so he's doing something. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. He said Jericho's talent is like Bob Garden breadsticks, endless. Oh, my God. Oh, God. And what did they say his name was? Like Black (sighs) Thunder or some shit like that? Oh, my God. Yeah. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, yeah, uh, so it was those four right there against, and your heel team was, of course, the newly in the company real world champion with the freaking belt blacked out yeah, by Jack Tiny's rule. And then you had Flair feuding with Piper, of course. The Mountie, who had the identity crisis, as Gorilla Monsoon would always say. <laughs> the Mountie feuding with Bret Hart. You had the warlord who was constantly trying to put the full Nelson on Bulldog, and Bulldog always, I will break it. And then he breaks the full Nelson, and then you had, of course, Virgil and Ted DiBiase. It was a great opening match. I was fired up. From, like, opening match on, I was fired up. Oh, I I could only imagine. Um, Yeah, you sound like you you had a – Great first memory of Survivor Series. Uh, I really do. What was yours? Uh, what was what was yours? If anybody out there knows, uh, Survivor Series for me was 1998. That was the first. But yeah, uh, yeah. sorry, sorry about that. Um, but my first. No my first memory of the Survivor Series was 1998, and they had the big Deadly Game tournament. Uh, I Ooh. think it was right after uh, Vince had screwed Austin out of the title, and I think Taker and uh, Kane uh, went to a, a, a no contest. So there was no champion, so they decided they are going to have a big tournament. And on paper, you know, it sounded cool, but you'd have a lot of these bullcrap, three-minute matches, and then, like, I think I think maybe the boss man or somebody had, like, a first-round bye, and then at the end, they, they recreated uh, they recreated 97 with uh, Mick Foley getting screwed over by The Rock with putting in the sharpshooter. Um, okay. Like I said, on paper, it sounded cool. Probably a cool idea, you know, before the show got rolling, but wasn't the greatest first impression on Survivor Series, but it did get better, and I went back and watched a lot more Survivor Series. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's one of those that, like you said, it kind of evolved into different things, and then, you know, there were big singles matches. Um, we'll, we'll talk here a little bit about one of the, the most famous uh, uh, Survivor Series singles match. Um, but you even saw that kind of starting to seep in in like 92, uh, when Brent and Sean, uh, fought, uh, both of them were champs. Sean uh, had just taken the IC from British Bulldog and, uh, Brett of course had just won his first championship against Ric Flair in Saskatoon. Uh, so they started that in kind of 92 right there. Really they started yeah. in 91 in 91 with Hogan and Undertaker, of course, but, um, they kind of kept it going there in 92 and it kind of just it kind of just kept going from there because because uh, Brett and Diesel had a big big Survivor Series singles title match there a couple years later. Um, I think Sean uh, maybe had uh, a, a Survivor Series match as champion against 
I want to say mankind, but I'm not sure. Um, I can't remember exactly. Um, that might have been just mind games, but I'm I'm not 100% sure on that. But anyway, yeah. nevertheless, nevertheless, what we're saying in this part of the podcast is that it evolved. It became different things. It became the tournament. Um, it became, you know, singles matches. It became teams uh, uh, from different factions, teams from different shows. You know what I mean? Um, so mm-hmm. they – you know, to their credit, they always kept pushing um, in order to sort of keep that big four alive, right? Yeah. Uh, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. You know, so it was – I appreciate that because um, if those if those big four ever went away, I would be sad. I feel like they should never go away. Yeah. No, and I completely agree, and I think that um... – I think you have to evolve with everything. Um, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Uh, it, it's funny that you say, you know, you, you had the matches from different teams, different shows, because one of my favorite moments, it's not everybody's favorite moment, but one of my favorite moments from Survivor Series, um, I, you got looking through my, my lens. I was a 10-year-old kid when this happened. This was 2001. Uh, we had the Invasion storyline. It wasn't the greatest storyline. I'll be the first one to admit, but it was cool to say, "Oh, you got WWF versus the Alliance," which the Alliance was ECW and WCW. Now, they probably could have booked it a little differently, and that's we could save that for a different podcast. But through my eyes, I thought the Alliance versus WWF Survivor Series winner take all match. I thought that was a pretty, pretty neat concept, and that, that's just that's just my two cents on it. I agree. I think that was a great concept. I think you're right. <clears throat> There's a lot to like there. There was star power, <clears throat> branding, um, competition, team versus team aspect, um, and then something on the line too. You know what I mean? There's always yeah. got to be stakes. You know what I'm saying? So that was <clears throat> that was such a great idea, and really, um, that that's 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 appropriate to be somebody's uh, you know highlight or favorite maybe moment. Uh, of the pay-per-view mine of course i think i i gotta say taker's debut um yeah. it was just so cool and 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 there was the mystery partner and the, you know you didn't know who it was going to be and then all of a sudden million dollar man with that with that undeniable voice and cackle you know the saying those words that we'll forever remember you know I give you the Undertaker, yeah, you know, as the laugh, and you, yeah. you immediately spill the Undertaker's theme music hard right into D- the end of DiBiase's laugh, and it was just perfect. And and out comes Taker, uh, living the gimmick from day one and just killing it. I mean, he was born. Mark Calloway was born to play the character of the undertaker in sports entertainment. And from that moment on, everything changed. He was, he was, you know, some people, their one damn word, the damn undertaker, you know what I mean? I mean, from that moment on synonymous with wrestling, almost as much as Hogan. Seriously. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, uh, I would no, I would agree. I would agree with that sentiment. I, I think I think you're right on the money with that one. Um, you know, Survivor Series. You know, at the time was just it was kind of it was new and it was it was fresh. And 
you know, one of the cool things about Survivor Series we haven't talked about yet, and I, just because I don't think we've gotten to it yet, but um, one of the cool things is it, it first introduced us to one of the most unique matches we'd ever seen in our lifetime, and it's a match that's still going on to this day. But, you know, you had in 2002, you had the debut of the Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Original, that match was, I believe it was, uh, Triple H, Chris Jericho, uh, Booker T, Kane, RVD, and Shawn Michaels. I think. She... Yeah. Short yeah. hair, Shawn Michaels. Short hair. Uh, UPS. Coming, off, coming off the SummerSlam match with, with Triple H. Yeah, UPS, shit brown uh, tights, you know. Yeah, uh, what the hell, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, man. That, But, uh, d- boy, I mean, at the top of his game. Yeah. So good right then. That, that right at that comeback. Oh, yeah. man. And and it was just what the, it was just what the WWE needed. And it, it was a new concept along with you're getting back maybe the greatest worker that ever lived to. Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, he's, he's a completely different person. And the only thing that sucked about him from the past was that he was a shit person. And yeah. now he's, he's a decent person. And, you know, you throw on top of that his charisma and the, and the work and everything. It was just a perfect thing in the perfect venue. And now that match lives on. No, it's, it's honestly, when you think about the Elimination Chamber, for for me, I don't know about you, but for me, I think of that match now. Like, there's been some good ones since then. Mm-hmm. It's kind of watered down since then. I, I'm yeah. not really a fan of the new chamber. That's like I said, that's for a different. That's for yeah. a different time. But uh, well, at least uh, they don't fucking paint it red and turn the lights yeah. all red too. Yeah, that's true. What the hell? Okay, what the sorry. hell is that? Man, no, I know. No. Anyway, you're fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, you know, like yeah. Well, and you know, and look at some of the other crazy matches, bro, from Survivor Series. Let me go back into my uh, my, my era because you had the nightstick match, Nails and Big Boss Man. Yeah. You had the casket match between Undertaker and Kamala. You had, I mean, there were there were some big time gimmick matches there in those early days too. Is that? That casket match, that ain't the one where they freaking put, that ain't the one where they, they had the, I mean, I, I mean, overly sized casket for Kamala. Like, I know, I know. Yeah, and, and, and lid had the stars and moon on it. Oh, my God. Oh, good <laughs> God. Right? Yeah, but I want to say this casket was like. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was big, like, like, if you never. It seen wasn't it, even. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, if you've never seen Kamala wrestle, like, don't get me wrong, the guy is big, but this, they make this casket seem like he's, like, a, a big old sumo wrestler. It's, it's just unreal how many how Right, make the casket. casket was, his, Kamala's casket was yeah. bigger than the damn casket that The Undertaker made for Yokozuna. Yeah, and Yokozuna was a big old hoss. Jeez. But Yokozuna was bigger than Kamala. Yeah, no, he was. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, and it's, you know, it was one of those things where, yeah, they had the stars and the moon painted on the casket lid. I mean, it was great. And they did some vignettes uh, leading up to that match with Taker and Paul Bearer. See, Paul Bearer had just started being Taker's manager. Yeah. Sort of like right right around that, or actually about the year before. So 
and and they do these great vignettes with Taker making Paul, you know, Kamala's casket and Paul Bear sitting there, you know, and like, oh, my Undertaker has all the dimensions laid out for you, Kamala. You know, and he's got the he's he has the freaking blueprints of the casket up with Kamala like drawn in there. Oh my god, dude, this crap, oh, man. If wrestling fans, you know, young kids that don't watch that shit. If they saw that now, it'd make their head spin. Yeah, you know, it's just ridiculous. You, you got it made compared to what what that was. Um, uh, what, oh man, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, wasn't there like a I want to say like ninety three or ninety four. Wasn't it like, uh, wasn't it like Jerry the King Lawler and his court? But it was a bunch of midgets taking on Doink. And Fucking a bunch of a. Jesus. Fucking a. God. Like it's, it's a bunch of little midgets dressed up like Jerry the King Lawler, and there was a bunch of little midgets dressed up like Doink. Who knew that getting his crown shit in would be the second worst moment of his career? Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, fucking uh, doinks. doinks. Four doinks. Many dinks. Dink and the four fucking doinks. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Or, okay, I got one. And it's, it's re- well, it's, it was 14 years ago, but it's, you know, it, it, I remember when I, I was watching it. Survivor Series right. 2005. Uh, you had one of the greatest main events in the history. You had the first ever Raw versus SmackDown. And I mean, this is back when they first did it. It wasn't overplayed. Yeah. It was good. But I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. They had freaking Teddy Long and Eric Bischoff in a damn match. Oh, player, player, player. Yeah. It was, oh, good God. Neither one of them can work. So it was just. Well, shit, no. That's why Bischoff's a damn executive and Teddy Long's a damn manager. Well, shit, I don't know what. Bischoff is anymore. I heard he got. I, mean, I know, right? What is it? Bischoff? That's why he got shit canned. Yeah, I don't know what he is anymore. That's that's a different topic. But anyway, because, I wonder if he still loves each and every one of us. I'm sure he still loves each and every one of us. I just don't know where yeah, he's right. loving each and every one of us from now. <laughs> well, okay, I heard this actually. He's going down to Florida for the holidays with his kids. Okay. To stay down there for a little bit. And then him and Mrs. V are going to pack up and go back to Cody, Wyoming. Okay. Well, well he'll, yep. he'll love us from Wyoming. He'll, he'll probably be he'll love us from Wyoming. He'll probably have a lot of fun loving us from Wyoming. Um, yeah. Back down every Friday night on Fox. Yeah. So. Yeah, they had – but anyway, they had that shit show. But then yeah. – but they – but but they made up for it because you had uh, Big Show, Kane, Carlito, Chris Masters, and HBK – and they took on Batista, Bobby Lashley, JBL, Randy Orton, and Rey Mysterio. Uh, Team SmackDown got the win. Uh, I believe it was Randy Orton that got the pin. Um, leading up to this, they had like each each show would invade the other. And this is yeah. when they first did it. It's not like right. nowadays where it's just like, okay, we're just going to pop up one day. And, okay, this is our show. And we're just going to beat the hell out of you. It was cool, right. you know, or at least for me, it was cool back then. And then you have the all the announcers from each show on different on the same broadcast, you know, booth, and they were all talking shit to each other. It was it was just a cool idea. I, I liked it at the time. Yeah. Um. And I thought the invasion thing always worked. Yeah. 
no matter when they did it, where they did it, what factions they did it with. The invasion, it's like Cornette with the, you know, if you come out of a damn box, you're automatically over. Oh, yeah. If you do an yeah, invasion, it's going to get over. With. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, right, right. Um, I feel like we're getting closer and closer to our main event of the show. Did you have Did you have any other favorites or disfavorites or any else things? Let's, let's hear it. No. No, let's get right to it. Okay, well, let's get right to it. All right, so um, let's get to the Molson Center. The Molson Center? Uh, the... Is it the Bell Center, you mean? Still with me, Broski? Hear you. Bell Center. I believe it's the Bell Center. Are you still there with me? Bro. Okay. All right, I can hear you. I, yeah, I believe I can hear it was you. the Bell, can you hear Bell me? Center. And yeah. over in- Okay. Those are in a, I believe you're right. It is our, the Bell Center. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, north, I'm sorry. For some reason, they uh, so it's S R C E N T R E. So I don't really understand that, but uh, you know, if we if we have any Canadian friends out there, okay, you know, let me know. I, I'm not sure what what's going on there, but anyway, yes, Bell Center, um, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Um, if you didn't know, this was the main event of the show. Um, Sorry, it's only the biggest moment in Survivor Series history, unfortunately, and that's just the way it's gone down. Um, wrestling, yeah, no, wrestling true, history, true. not just Survivor Series history, wrestling history. We said it. I mean, maybe you could say Hogan slamming Andre, but I, I this this exposed the business while also making the character of Mr. McMahon and starting the downward slide of Bret Hart and also the different direction of Shawn Michaels. I mean, you talk about a neutron star explosion. I mean, it's just, it's all there. You And, and JR perfectly saying it. Boy, yeah. you talk about controversy, folks. And it, I mean, that's exactly what it was. And it, like I said, it bore the 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 most pivotal yeah. moment in the history okay, of professional no, wrestling. No, I agree. I agree. It is it is the most important wrestling moment of all time. Um, but yeah, you had a but you had a tale of uh, two different people uh, at the time. Sean, you know, you know, he was. We could just say he was a complete dick. Uh, he was not, you know, in a rights mind frame. And, he, you know, he had, he had set with a match with, a, you know, Bret Hart. And Bret and Sean did not like each other. And this goes back to, um, I mean, it probably goes back further than this. But the, the earliest that I remember or remember hearing about is, you know, WrestleMania 12, when they had their Iron Man match, you know, Sean wins the belt and then tells Bret to get the fuck out of his ring. And, you know, it probably, who knows, it might have gone back before that. I know Brett wasn't too, 
high on the click. I know a whole lot of people, a whole lot of people weren't high on the click. Uh, you know, uh, Sean, Triple H, Razor, Diesel, uh, Sean Waltman. Um, but I know a whole lot of people weren't high on them. And I'm sure it goes back before that. But this was two guys that didn't like each other. But you also had, you know, Bret Hart, who was, I can't lose in Canada. I don't want to lose in Canada. Um, you know, for whatever reason, it's it's stupid. It's like, it'd be like, it'd be like, uh, it'd be like us saying, oh, I can't lose in Oklahoma. I wouldn't give two shits where I lost, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's really stupid. It's the dumbest thing ever. And what we have found out from this moment, from that moment forward, in all accounts, by everybody that's either either buried him or put him over hardcore, what we know is that Bret Hart took himself and the business way too seriously. It was, you know, he really believed he was the champion of the world instead of the fact that Vince McMahon said, God damn, pal, here's what we're doing tonight. You know what I mean? Instead of, and and instead of thinking that that's the way it was, which that's the damn way it was, Vince McMahon says who's champion. Um, he thought he was the damn world champion. And, I mean, great worker, great uh, work ethic, didn't miss much shows, um, you know, and, and, and really, you know, yeah. deserved to get the ball, okay? Deserved to get the ball and, and ran with the ball well and did good. Um, not maybe, you know, he was probably – more bitten by just a, a, a natural downturn of the business rather than um, him not being a good champion or anything like that. But my thing is he got to the point where he was making ridiculous decisions about his character and himself and as it went to business. He was going to another company and leaving the company you do the damn job on the way out, and you don't give a rat's ass if no. it's in Canada or not. I mean, he's wrong. He's wrong. He is just as wrong as yeah. anybody else in the deal, you know? I don't. I have no sympathy whatsoever for Brett. Ladies, you just stole someone's well, Did I just steal somebody's um, line? Ladies... No, you're good. Okay, my ladies bad. and gentlemen, okay, that is the uh, that's Mr. Jason Salzman. He's the biggest Bret Hart mark out there, and he just said all that. Not on this deal, but not on this deal. Else, he is, but he just said all that. You know, I don't. You know, so I... let's. Okay, so let's see. Let's see. What was that? Nice. What do you think of that? Are you dumbfounded? Can you even go on? Now? I can go on. I can go on. I'm going to ask you, because it was 1997. Okay. 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 Um, you were 15 at the time. I'm not okay. trying to add you there. But you were 15 at the time. Yep. And I Dang, I man. remember we, we talked. You said you weren't the biggest fan at the time, I guess you would say. But, I mean, you, you had to have heard what happened here. And, I mean, I'm sure you're, you know, that, yes. that was your boy. Like, you know. I'm not asking you to tell me what exactly what was on your mind, but do you have like any memory of like when you first heard about it and like, do you have any memory of like what you thought at the time? Oh, I can tell you vividly kind of what was going on with me. Um, I, my, my, I, yes, 
admittedly, at that point, my fandom was kind of waning. It was, and and, and not really from the business, but yeah. from the WWF product. I I had my focus more on yeah. what WCW was doing, and uh, and and the NWO because right at this time was when the business would never be hotter on the other side. So I had you know the NWO shirt yeah. when they first printed them. You know what I mean? I had one of the first NWO shirts. Um, so I was all about that, and kind of my thinking as a Brett fan was. I was more, and this is legit, I was more fired up okay. for him coming to WCW. That I, that I didn't even really, and I could never afford the pay-per-views, okay. so I didn't ever get to watch the pay-per-views. And by this yeah. time, I was kind of off raw a little bit. So I don't really remember. I Here's what I do remember, bro. I remember watching because I had heard secondhand, you know, I mean, I mean, not heard, but, you know, of course I'd heard about the incident. So I remember watching the next week when, uh, when Vince does the interview with Jr. with the black eye, I watched that interview and was like, Holy shit. This is like those old Vince Hogan interviews. Every time Hogan was quitting the company, you know what I mean? And I was like, Holy shit. They had the big life size Brett thing behind them. You know, I mean, it looked just like those old Hogan interviews. And I was like, holy shit, um, that's crazy. And, and oh, my God, yes. uh, damn, Vince Mann's got a black eye. And uh, shit, Brett must have decked him for reals. And um, just thinking, wow, it's crazy. And um, But I also remember going, wait a minute, fucking Vince McMahon, why, yeah. why is he calling shots? He's just the announcer. And I was like, see, that's why this thing is so crazy. And then I was like, Oh my de- God! That dude controls yeah. everything. That's the, the mastermind. Time, did... No, you good? Go ahead. And I was like, Yeah. No, I didn't know that. So you know, yeah, nobody no, did. That's what nobody I was, was say, smart enough. You know, he just for the longest time, Vince. That's what all Vince wanted to 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 be known as. He just wanted to be known as an announcer. He didn't want people knowing that I own the company. Even though you know, there's yeah. a good portion of people that did know he was the owner. But like. Yeah. You know, we didn't have back back at night. Well, yeah, I say I say we didn't, but we I guess we did. Internet wasn't as privy as it is today. You couldn't just Google anything. Um, people didn't know these things. Yeah, and yeah. everybody didn't have it. Is a thing. No, like like poor it. folks uh, definitely didn't yeah, have it. Well, I was, you know? and I was six at the time, so I didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah. Even if I was going to have it, but people people weren't smart enough to this. You yeah. Know, and, People didn't know, and then it's like you said, you know, he pops up and he's talking vividly about bread, and then you figure out, oh shit, this is this is the owner of the company, and then, well, well, yeah, because they had been teasing Brett was coming it like to Nitro the night after they all like the NWO came out, yeah, yeah, it, 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 right, and Bischoff was like, oh, guess who's coming, and I was like, oh my god, Brett Damn Hart is the yeah. next guy coming to WCW. And I was fired up, dude. I was, I really was. And I was like, oh, this will be awesome. But I got to tell you, people always say, oh, my God, what a terrible, 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 terrible mismanagement of Brett by WCW. Dude, he was, it was hot ass garbage. Him and WCW, from the look to the music, 
everything sucked and didn't I think work. I can forgive about everything else in his WCW run except for that damn music. Dude, he... Everything that worked for him in WWF and made him a star in WWF, which was his work, first of all, his work, which that didn't leave him in WCW. In fact, he was a damn yeah. good, maybe at the top of his game, yeah. worker in those early WCW days. But it was the work first. But the biggest part of Brett mm-hmm. was the look and the music and the coolness and the pink yeah. and black and blah, blah, blah. He was, a, he was cool. You know, he's the hit man. And that was – he just looked yeah. like the dorky fucking uncle in WCW. You know what I mean? It's like still trying to hang out at the high school party and like I'm cool because I'm wearing sunglasses and I'm wearing watching, my jacket off my Marcy shoulders. I was Blues the other night and that uh, there's a scene where there, there's a guy that I think they're the class of like 97, 98 away. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm class of 82. He's like, you still come to these you know, high school parties when – Whenever you said the dorky dad, just yeah, me, like, I just laughed my ass off. But yeah, we were watching that the other day. That's what that reminded me of. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's him, dude. That's him. I can't. Yeah, I never, I never miss these, these things. things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. And I just it didn't work for me, brother. Uh, but um, yeah, that's where my focus was at that time. I really wasn't keyed up on the whole screw job, but I was definitely keyed up on the aftermath. And in a way, it sort of okay. reinvigorated my fandom a little but, bit. Um, you yeah. know, and it it helped create. You know what? I'll just say it helped. You know, there's been a lot of great hills in the business. There has, but that thing created the greatest hill of all time, and that's the evil boss, Vince McMahon. Like I. For my money, there's not going to be ever a better heel. Yeah. And I, I mean character-wise. I don't mean wrestling rate-wise. I don't mean none of that. I mean, like, just pure character. Vince McMahon, oh, 90, man. yeah. 97 through about uh, 99-ish. Just, he's just the evil boss, and he played it well. And if it wasn't for that screw job, yeah, if it wasn't for that screw <laughs> job, so that would have never happened. It would have never happened. In fact, Vince yeah. needed to be goaded into doing it. You know, Vince didn't really want to do it. And people were like, no, come on, come on, come on. And at that time, um, you know, he just jumped right in. It reminds me of the way The Undertaker jumped into character. I don't know if they're – I don't know how much of yeah. Vince McMahon is Mr. McMahon. Um, but you got to think a large part of him is. You know what I mean? And, like – what was so great is they had the Stooges with them. Um, yeah. and if you go back, they got some stuff on the network now, the Stooges. Um, and man, they were just so Mr. McMahon, you know, Gerald Briscoe, Mr. McMahon needs to see you, you know, I mean, those guys were just, it was perfect. And like you said, best, best heel the business yeah. has ever seen other than maybe flair, you know, but best heel yeah. ever. Best heel no, ever. No, it was – it's crazy to think that that all went down. And it's crazy to think that that went down just because – well, I really like – well, that and two Somebody people didn't want to do a job. When I say two people, I, it's not really Sean. It's it's more, you know, Vince and Brett. And, you know, Sean obviously was there. Sean, you know, he can deny it, but Sean knew about it all the, t- the whole mm-hmm. time. Um, that's – 
My I swear God, to God, I didn't know. I swear to God, I didn't know anything. But and then, yeah, wrestling. I'll not have any part of this. He also gave us one of the greatest <laughs> wrestling documentaries of all time: Wrestling with Shadows. Like, where, where in the freaking? Oh God, man! Yeah, where you believe the they had all that going with Vince? Uh, hey, you know what, man? Some people say that it was a work. What do you think? A part of me thinks it could be, but a part of me thinks that. With the way that Brett naturally reacted, like I, I'm not sure, but like okay, so right, my buddy. Well, it's like definite my shoot in my eyes. We're talking, and he's a huge Shawn Michaels fan. Do you really think they would if if they weren't in on it? Do you think they would have let Bret Hart motion WCW on camera? That that part just kind of throws me off. Like yeah. I just. Because usually, wow. when, like a talent or somebody, or like heck, even when a fan jumps the ring, like they're so quick to pan away. But like you know, like I, I just don't know why they would endorse their biggest competition. But I'm just I don't know. I'm not all the way sold on that that it was that they knew about it. I I don't know why I'd crack a bur- hard hey, it, burp it in the middle of the broski cast. Yeah, it happens sometimes. It's our it's our podcast, fuck it so. right. You you, yeah. you know what? That's fine. Yeah, everybody right. loves it. Puts a little hair on your chest, and you and you know what? You know what, man? It's it's one of those things where you just don't know. But I, he, the way that Brett's carried yeah. it like a fucking disease. You gotta think it's real. You gotta you think know? it's a shoot. Oh God! It's like the guy's, geez, man. He like turned into yeah. damn Gandalf like overnight. You know, and I mean, and, and, and you know, and they had the stroke and so many of these problems. It's like, God dang, man. You can't help but think that, you know, his you know, demeanor kind of maybe contributed yeah. or maybe at least didn't yeah. help things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just bitter and angry and mad but, at uh, everyone. I mean, I've heard, him, I've heard him bury and put over so many people that I'm just like wondering, is yeah. his brain no, all there, I... you know? Because he can't decide whether he wants to, you know, shit on people or be like, you know, like them. Exactly. It's It's like, good Lord. But we'll never know. We'll never know. Honestly, we'll never know if it was, if it was shoot or, you know, if it was everybody. And that's okay. Because sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't need to know everything, to be honest. And, um, but yeah, that was. Remember that next time you want to go read, uh, sniff up Meltzer's hey, ass and read the dirt sheet. I'm gonna be to be fair with me. I haven't read Meltzer's shit in a long time, so yeah, yeah. I have not read. Okay, that. I hope not. I hope not. I have not it's read. Be a huge Meltzer mark. Huge. He's accurate sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. He's accurate. He you know, he's accurate. Cool. But another thing is, I think yeah, he, he gets planted shit. shit. Oh. I'll admit that. Yeah. Well, and I think, and I think people fuck yeah. with him. I think people give him false shit, you know. But that's all right, whatever. This is good, and this you know, has been I, a great I, episode. Let me tell you, I had a lot of fun with this, and you know, I, I know it seems like we turned it into like a, a Montreal type podcast, but you know what? It, it's the most important moment in wrestling history, and it's definitely the most important moment in Survivor Series history. <laughs> Well, we spent plenty of yeah, time on yeah, the we, old Survivor we Series stuff. About it. Yeah, we could. You know, we we covered all that so, stuff. You know, yeah. But um, no. Oh yeah. Um, completely uh, liked it. Um, I haven't kept up. You know this. Most everybody knows. 
I haven't kept up, but I have heard, I have heard that they're doing like a SmackDown versus Raw versus NXT type thing for Survivor Series. So, you know what? Yeah, uh, Roderick Strong is That's going against awesome. AJ Styles and Nakamura definitely, too. I'll definitely tune in just for that alone. That would be awesome. Um, you know, I, I think I might tune in this. Some I might I might go back and watch something just to see what I'm what I'm gonna see going forward on Survivor Series. And I think I might, you know, maybe not right. the night of, but maybe like the the week after, I might go back and watch it. And just, I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot just because it's just because yeah. it's big four, you know. Right. And bro, here's what I always go. Here's what I always go with when I've been out of the game for a minute, or I take a break from a certain one for a minute. Here's what I always live by: okay. go home show, pay per view. You know what I'm saying? Like watch okay, the go home show, then watch the pay per view. That's what I gotta do. Yeah, like brush yourself up, brush yourself up, because it kind of gets you a little. And if they're doing their job, that is, it gets you yeah. built up a little bit and ready okay. to watch the pay per view. And and then you're ready to go, and you'll never be more ready to watch the pay per view right. until you watch yeah. that go home show, right? And at least that's, that's the right. way it's supposed to work. No, that's what I'm okay. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's so. settled, and that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. That's that's gonna be All right. it. Um, you're watching yeah. Survivor Series 2019, and you're still sub- and you're still a Just subscriber to WWE Network. That classic content is worth my 9.99. That yeah. classic content, it's worth it alone. It's worth it alone. The, all the classic content plus yeah. their the original shit's so good. I feel like we're, I feel like we're creating a commercial. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I love the network. I love the network. I, I know. Damn it, that's all right. I do too. I do too. Product. The network's a lot better than the, the product. Um, but yeah, uh, this yeah. has been our Survivor Series retrospect, uh, Montreal retrospect, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I enjoyed it. We'll be back again. We'll be back again sometime. It won't be, it won't be, it, we'll be back again soon. We'll it won't be soon. like before. We won't leave you again. Uh, we'll go back to the drawing board and we'll figure something out. But uh, yep. what we what what we may take a look at is um, what we may take a look at is uh, you know who was the greater faction the NWO or the Four Horsemen you know maybe look something like that or or uh, look into uh, the state of present tag team wrestling across all uh, of the federations okay. or, or organizations or no we could definitely do that you know, something back, cool like back that back to your your Horsemen NWO thing. I think that's a cool concept and maybe we could break it down into categories and do like, yeah. I don't know, maybe like a point system or something. And we could do it like, that. um, man, you just, sure. you're just rolling with the ideas lately. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what can I say? I have some good ones. Every now and again. Every now and yeah. again. Well, Every now and again, I'll crap out an really idea. Crapped out pretty good ideas. So I think we're just going to keep going to drawing board with you. Um, Okay. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna stay on the toilet. All right, sounds good. But um, <laughs> this has been the show. This has been the Survivor Series retrospect. Um, we will be coming back soon with our NWO versus Horseman debate. We're just gonna go with that. Um, but until the next time, uh, uh, I don't even know how to sign out. I'll I'll let you. You know what? Like I'll let you sign out. I'll do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Let's do this, bro. See, See you, bro. See you next time.